Welcome to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Chaplain Jim Bridger. And I'm Dr. Jerry Walker. On each episode of The Pillars, we find a brief resilience topic so you can practically fix any potential roadblocks you encounter and finish a better wingman, airman, and leader. So let's dive in. So today's topic, which I'm extremely excited about, is to introduce our new chaplain assistant, Staff Sergeant Denisha Jenkins. She's a cross-trainee. It's been with us for about a month, and I've been um, not trying to kill her with work, but she's been doing a phenomenal job as a chaplain assistant, and we'd like to introduce her to the 363rd so you know, one, what a chaplain assistant does, and two, who you have to serve you in the wing. So welcome, Sergeant Jenkins. Thank you. So we're going to start with your Air Force career, Um, even before that. Where did you grow up? So I grew up, well, I'm kind of a military brat. So I grew up mostly in Jacksonville, um, Florida, and moved around from uh, Jacksonville to New Orleans and then to Virginia Beach, actually, and then moved back to Jacksonville. Okay. Outstanding. And uh, you moved around, then you decided to join the Air Force, or has that been a lifelong goal? So not originally. Um, I actually wanted to join the Peace Corps because I love helping people. And I remember my grandfather, who is a retired Marine, was like, nope, I don't, yeah, that's not a good idea. So he was like, join the Air Force like your your aunts. And they had actually joined together. They were twins. And oh, at wow. that time, they were able to actually take their Air Force picture together and get stationed together. It's, it's <laughs> kind of cool. Like, <laughs> they have awesome. the picture of it. It's awesome. Yeah. So you have a lot of pressure from family members to, yes. to join and to serve as well. Yes. Okay, great. And so what career field did you do as you came into the Air Force? So, again, I did not choose my career field. I, it was actually chosen for me. Um, so I originally wanted to be a personnelist, but I'm actually glad I didn't. That was what my aunt did. Um, and I became a three delta, which was knowledge ops at the time. And then they ended up doing a split about two years in while I was in. So I became a three alpha, which was admin. And until recently, all chaplain assistants had to have served in another career field. Mm -hmm. That has just recently changed in the last few months. Yes, the class right after me, actually. (laughs) So when you come to a chaplain assistant, no matter who they are, they're already done a career field most of the time. That's not, again, always going to be true. But for the last several years at least, when you came in, that person might have been a um, a security forces defender. They might have been a maintainer. They might have done any number of positions before coming to be an assistant so that they understand the stresses that you're going through. So what made you decide to come into the chaplain assistant career field? Uh, So originally I came in to help others, just like a lot of chaplain assistants do. But the other side of that was I wanted to help guide and support others on their spiritual journey, um, as well as myself. Hmm. Um, And the biggest part of that also is because I wanted to make a difference in someone's life. And whether that be um, talking, sitting down and talking with an airman while I'm doing union engagement and asking them about their day or planning a marriage retreat for for an at-risk couple or basically just being there for an airman when they're in crisis. Um, I just want to be that beacon of, you know, beacon of hope for that person when they're going through that crisis. Oh, great. So for uh, the folks listening who may not know, can you clarify um, what it is a chaplain assistant does? Yes. 
As a chaplain assistant, you're there to support individuals on their uh, religious endeavors and um, also to help the chaplain as well, but you're not there to counsel. So the only time we as chaplain assistants can counsel is when someone is going through a crisis, and whether it's a small crisis or a big crisis. Um, you're there to help them get to the right place, whether it's a financial one, but um, a bigger thing is we're able to just help the airmen and um, be there for them. Yeah, and sometimes they're just more comfortable coming up up to you, right? Mm-hmm. So you're walking around in unit visitation, unit engagement, and someone's just having a hard time, and they want to talk to you as a fellow NCO to just to just get something off their chest. Sometimes they're not as comfortable talking to myself or Dr. Walker right away. Mm-hmm. And occasionally that involves referral where you yes. bring someone back and say, hey, chaps, why don't you talk to this person? Or you know, Dr. Walker, hey, here's somebody you could talk to. The thing that you have that's unique is you do have privileged communication as yes. people come by. So you could someone can come to you in a triage situation, and they still have that degree of confidentiality that they'd have with us. And that's an important so, thing. Yeah, so chaplain assistants have the same 100% confidentiality that chaplains do? They do when it comes to them as a triage counselor. Okay. And that's important to note because if she's walking around and talking in the unit, mm-hmm. you have another safe person to talk to. It, yeah. it opens up our... Um, opportunity to influence you because frankly we can't get out of the office a lot like Sergeant Jenkins said sometimes we're in the office doing counseling because they can't do regular counseling they can triage a situation but they have a lot of skills to deal with all kinds of issues all kinds of um, challenges we've had uh, I've had to respond to a number of unit notifications with chaplain assistants throughout time and when you have a large unit being notified of let's say a death or Mm -hmm. something tragic when you just don't, you can't handle a volume of, let's say, a 200-person squadron, 300-person squadron, mm-hmm. that many people in grief. It doesn't matter how many counselors you have, how many chaplains, how many, your chaplain assistants are going to be fully engaged. So it's it's a force multiplier to have her here. So um, when you came into the chaplain assistant career field, you said it was because you wanted to help people. What has your experience been so far? So I've gotten to do a lot, a whole lot more than I bargained for when I um, when I retrained, but I think it's been a super, just really enlightening time because I've gotten to deal with just a number of things that I probably won't deal with when I get to my next base. Um, probably not, not that I won't deal with them. It's just probably in the span of years, most likely. Hmm. Cool. What kind of things um, can you help Aaron with? Like, you know, say somebody from our wing wants to get in contact with you. Um, what kind of things could you talk with them about? So we could just talk about, you know, mostly I'm there to listen. And if they want to talk to me about, you know, anything that they feel comfortable with, then that's fine. Um, and I'll still be able to keep that privileged communication with them. Does it have to be spiritual in nature? Oh, no, definitely not. I, I myself, um, I'm spiritual, but... Um, not too religious uh, so that's probably you know a bigger thing with me i don't know sometimes i feel like i'd say the same thing but (laughs) i think you're you're right on and people can contact you about anything and maybe they just want to know what it's like to do a different career field or the retraining process generally or they want to just know uh, they need some advice as a new nco or they just need to talk to somebody who's a peer 
and you can serve as that person. There's mm-hmm. tons of opportunities and options where you can use your gifts and where people can kind of access you for assistance. And sometimes you're a great first first uh, stop. And you can say whether, hey, maybe maybe this chaplain wouldn't be the best person for you to talk <laughs> to because, you know, maybe he's crazy. I don't know. But maybe there's <laughs> another one that you could go to or something. You never know. You could serve as someone who can kind of take that situation and help to kind of direct traffic. And that helps a lot, especially when we're both engaged with other activities. You know, is there anything else? Let's say, let's say you have a billboard, right? You could put a billboard up on the side of the road and it can say absolutely anything. What would you have it say? Hmm. That's a hard question. Um, anything? Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess believe in yourself. I don't know. That's so. That's great. That's so generic, but I don't know. It's probably that's what I can think of right now. Believe in believe in yourself. You said with a questioning tone. <laughs> Say it with conviction. Believe in yourself. Oh my gosh! I have that that problem. Oh, that's perfect. And what we wanted to do today, this is a short podcast. We just wanted to make sure people got to know who you were and come help. But we also will end with that, too. That's a great message for us is believe in yourself and believe in what you're doing. And we know we believe in what you're doing. And we thank you for what what you've done for our nation. So we do want to end with thanking you for listening to this podcast and Mm -hmm. taking time to do so. So thanks for listening to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Chaplain Jim Bridgem. And I'm Dr. Jerry Walker. And I am Staff Sergeant Jenkins. Until next time, if you need us, please reach out to us on the global address list. We thank you for what you do and what you do for our nation. Have a wonderful day. Good night.